let's talk about some politics. New Hampshire, the, the snows of New Hampshire are folding on the granite state as the good folks of the Northeast go to the polls to weigh the can you know, this bullshit. Um, New Hampshire's happening. Uh, I care slightly more than I did about Iowa, but only slightly. I guess I have, I have a couple questions. The first is, which set of polling do you believe? Because we, we are essentially getting two different varieties of polls coming out of New Hampshire. One variety says that Nikki Haley is this close, this close, like 44-40 or 40-38. And the others say Trump's up by 15. Which ones do you guys believe? I believe the Trump's up 15 ones. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know how you could believe anything else based on the Iowa numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, again, I, I guess the, the theory of the case for Nikki, the, the, the Nikki close polls, the whole, is based entirely on the theory that there are going to be so many undeclared, you know, MSNBC viewing <laughs> New, New Englanders who feel inspired to go out to vote because it's their civic duty and they watch the Commonwealth Club live stream on YouTube, and she's the least bad option, and so they're gonna hold their nose and do it. Like that, like the close polls are entirely based on that. And it's just like, I just find it hard to, I think that there'll be some of those people, but Nikki Haley is offering them nothing. Like she's doing nothing to galvanize that group. And if you look back at 2016, you know, John Kasich was really offering those folks something. And he got like 17%, then if you add in Jeb, we had an exclamation point, 10 and a half. That's 27 and a half. And then if you add in Christie, he had like eight or seven, and that's 35. And like all of those candidates were actually offering these undeclared voters something because they were aligned politically. Like Nikki is not, the, you know, they don't even really like her. And so like so to you know think why that he she's going to get above 40 is hard to believe for me. He knows this because he did the Focus Group podcast this week. I did. And we did New Hampshire. And he listened to a bunch of... Biden voters who were going to pull a Republican ballot to go in and vote against Trump. The problem was we did the focus group before Christie dropped out, and they were all Christie people. And so we texted them all after he dropped out, and we were like, so what are you going to do now? And some people were like, forget it. And others were like, ugh, I guess I'll vote for Nikki. And, you know, if it's, this is what happened to her in Iowa. It gets cold. And the people who are like, I guess I'll vote for Nikki, are like, it's 40 below. I'm not going out there. Uh. And like, I don't know that it's going to be terrible in New Hampshire, but it's just the enthusiasm's not there for her. And the number one thing that they say, and Nikki gets this from both sides, which is they just say they just don't trust her. Right? So the... the why, why couldn't people trust Nimarada? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense no, to me. That they don't trust her on the uh, Dem side because she does things like not say she won't be Trump's VP. Um, and she's all over the place on abortion. Uh, she doesn't know who started the Civil War or what it was about. <laughs> so they don't trust her. And then on the other hand, the Trump people don't trust her because she's an establishment rhino from the old days. Side question. When people agree to be in your focus groups, do they also understand that you're then going to be just texting them personally at all hours of the day? <laughs> that like whenever, whenever you have a question about what the people think, you're going to be on your phone texting, Gene, Gene from Oklahoma City. <laughs> Sarah again. <laughs> Do you think I personally text these people? I wouldn't put it past you. No. You uh, have a problem. Yeah, I do have a problem. I love the people. 
Can we throw out one other point about these people that yeah. we're all just gonna we're all just analyzing them right now and like we're analyzing the whims of you know a handful of like flinty moderate you know Portsmouth uh, you know citizens to determine whether or not they're gonna hold their nose and vote for somebody they hate or not. Uh, it's like it doesn't matter. It's like, it doesn't matter. And then what? Like that's the whole thing about this, right? Like Nikki Haley wins New Hampshire. Let's say that they let's say that all these people are Sarah Longwell. They're just like gosh, okay, I don't like Donald Trump so much, and I'm earnest, and Nikki Haley isn't going to end democracy, so I will vote for her, and then she wins based on those people's votes. Okay, there are no more of those people left the rest of the time, right? The, like, there's no, no, those people don't exist in South Carolina. You come down to Louisiana, let me tell you, those people are Democrats, all right? The Louisiana primary is going to be 92 to 4, and like, she's going she's gonna to finish behind Vivek Rydens in Louisiana. <laughs> there are no Nikki Haley. So, uh, so there's no, I mean, there was a there was a national poll that that came out today that had her at 13. Like there's no, and so and so the theory of the case of the, like the Mer, uh, Bill Crystal God love you God love you Bill it's just like okay well she ekes out a victory based on undeclared people and then magic fairy dust happens <laughs> <laughs> and all of the Republicans that don't like her change their mind like so it's all it's it's academic. It's pointless. Some of the problems, so, and again, we love Bill, but like part of the problem with this analysis is that people get used to seeing this happen in Democratic races or it's happened previously in Republican races. Yes. So they have this old mindset of like, well, look what the Democrats did. Joe Biden, nobody thought he was going anywhere. And then he went to South Carolina. He won whole Democrat. I, I did. Oh, yeah. You're always right. I yeah. wrote this piece a hundred times all through 2020. Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. Yeah. Good, man. Great job. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to be seen. Now I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> All of these people. The oh, yeah, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That, that, they, that, then everybody moves. Like, that's just that Republicans are off. They're, off, they're on their own planet. That is not going to happen. Also, what? Ev everybody's going to drop out. Ron DeSantis drops out. And this has always been sort of the flaw in this case is like, it becomes a one on one race with Nikki. Trump gets DeSantis's 20 points. Like, Trump wins by more. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing that happens with consolidation. So yeah, it was never going to happen. I did want her to win in New Hampshire because good things should happen sometimes. Sure, I don't know. same. Great. But I don't think it's going to happen either. Okay. Did we talk about New Hampshire enough? No, well, I, I mean, the DeSantis campaign is saying that once, once Nikki loses in New Hampshire... That will then clear the field <laughs> for him to have his one-on-one -on -one race with Trump as well. And uh, I think that's amazing. And we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll circle back to Nikki in a minute. I, I feel bad because it is bad for America what's happening. On the other hand, <laughs> if you live long enough, you get to see bad things happen to bad people. <laughs> there is nothing better than watching this Ron DeSantis thing unspool. <laughs> Does he make it out of New Hampshire? I mean, I uh, honestly, so he's I thought that if he had, well, he's not competing in New Hampshire, but when he finishes with six in New Hampshire. Votes or percent? <laughs> <laughs> so I had thought that if he had lost to Nikki in Iowa, then he would have been out yesterday. Um, but because he finished second, he sort of has to stick around. Next Wednesday, is that a good day for him to get out, do we think? Or next Thursday? 
Are we? Sh- are you sure he doesn't drop out before New Hampshire? Yeah, I can't. I'm, it's hard for me to get into his head. I was with you, and I was asked about this, and, t- and I was pretty sure I was right. I felt like it was a John Huntsman situation. I lived through this. We finished a gentleman's third in New Hampshire. It was <laughs> just close enough to make a couple of donors call him up and be like, oh, keep it going. You never know. You, got some, <laughs> you, went from t- you went from fifth to third. Maybe next time we'll be second. And so we flew down to South Carolina. We had an event. Nobody showed up. <laughs> John Huntsman got sad. He went back to his hotel room. He talked to his wife. And he texts us, and he's like, guys, I think, I think I'm ready to read the concession speech now, right? And so like, he dropped out like three days after New Hampshire. Reality set in. I kind of thought that was, was going to happen for Tiny D. But he seems to be riding it, riding it out. So I, it's hard for me. To, I, I, I know that we're supposed to be former Republican insiders who have who have insight into the brains of Republicans, but I can't get inside Ron DeSantis' brain right now. I have no idea what he's How do you write out single digits? Well, you have money. Does he? So this is the other thing. We had a a story from NBC News where a source inside the meeting of the DeSantis fundraising committee was assuring people that they could probably raise the resources to stay in through South Carolina. This is like an NFL owner telling the head coach that he has full confidence in you. <laughs> like this is, when your finance guys are saying, we believe that we can raise the money to stay into the race three weeks from now. You don't have the money to stay in the race three weeks from now. Is this the, is DeSantis the worst part? No. Oh, we haven't got there yet. Then I have we, to save you my DeSantis material. Like. Well, I'm just trying to figure out where to deploy my material on DeSantis. Do it here. Do it here. We'll do it live. Okay, great. Here's the thing about DeSantis. He somehow manages to be both the worst candidate but also have the worst strategy. And so the strategy for him, right, was there's always Trumpers, there's maybe Trumpers, and there's move on from Trumpers. And at the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023, there were a ton of move on Trumpers and they wanted Ron DeSantis. They were super DeSantis curious. They thought he handled COVID well. They loved that he was putting migrants on planes. They thought he was Trump without the baggage very all mean day to brown long. People and very they mean. That. They did. Yeah. We got some great sound of that in the. Oh it my is, God. The, the New Hampshire he, focus groups are the MAGA focus groups are so dark. <laughs> They're so dark. I mean, I just, anyone say I, I don't I, want to sound I prejudiced. To, but. I went to Turning Point USA, and I so I felt prepared for the MAGA <laughs> focus groups, and even I was like, "What?" I, a guy literally talked about being worried about Nikki Haley being on the rag. He said, "In a focus it, group." It was it was real. First of all, it started off by a woman being like, "Now I don't want anybody to be mad at me, <laughs> but I just don't think a woman can be president because, and I think the other women can relate to this. We think with our hearts and not with our heads. <laughs> so it starts." there and then this guy chimes in to be like yeah i just don't think they can have their finger on the button and they carry around the case because they could be having a bad day or on their period or who knows what (laughs) then they get to the desantis thing like he's weak he's a wimp he's running a terrible campaign like the only thing i really liked about him was the way he treated those migrants when he put the migrants on the (laughs) plane i like that and people are like yeah it's like that was what i needed (laughs) Which goes back to my theory of the case, which was had Jeff Rowe spent zero dollars on ads and put all the money into erecting a statue of Ron DeSantis, <laughs> kicking an immigrant in the butt, <laughs> and put that statue in Iowa and another one in New Hampshire, I think that would have been a much better use of resources <laughs> than the entire DeSantis campaign besides that. Sorry, I got to get back to my... Can Wait, I there's always you, Trumpers. We might need to just get straight to the Q&A. <laughs> no, no, no. The first two I've looked at are pretty hot. Stick around for the Q&A. Keep going. 
Always Trumpers, maybe Trumpers, move on from Trumpers. All right, so all Ron DeSantis had to do was focus on the move on from Trumpers, but instead he tried to wrestle Trump for his death cult. And by the time he had said that we should abandon Ukraine, have a six-week abortion ban, and that all of Trump's legal things were fine, he'd alienated all the move on from Trumpers. And pretty soon, Trump was DeSantis without the baggage. Like, he was, they were like, I don't know, that guy's fun, that guy's more fun, and look, he's in court all the time, this is great, it's like, this is like watching my favorite television show about the guy who's always in court, it's like a great legal drama. And DeSantis, also, he's the only candidate I've ever seen, he's got this vaunted, he hit 99 counties, hmm. 99, cool. When people who meet you like you less after meeting you, <laughs> seeing everybody is a bad campaign strategy. I got nothing to add. <laughs> so we, we saw him, and he did show up in New Hampshire. We said he wasn't going to go to New Hampshire, but he did say, I don't have a DeSantis voice. I've tried. I workshopped my DeSantis voice in front of the... DeSantis it, head bobble? It's, uh, yeah, it doesn't... Every booster you take, it just doesn't work. But here's what he said. Every booster you take, you're more likely to get COVID as a result of it. This is how he's going out. He should go out like he what? came in. Yeah. <laughs> I think he what really is that? He's got red-pilled. No, no, no. He really believes... Is that really... He really just yeah, has no, decided yeah, that's Yeah, no. He he's gotten fully red-pilled on the COVID thing. I mean, he has his, his Surgeon General for Florida is an anti-vaxxer. And, you know, he said that he was going to make Robert F. Kennedy part of his administration <laughs> uh, and the Health and Human Services. It's a shame we're going to miss out on that. So, yeah. And this is like the, the so other... So, Ron DeSantis finally found something he believes in. Yeah. And the thing he believues in is hating science. Yeah, it's hating vaccines. Yeah. Don't be, right. Let's be fair. He hates gay people, too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not fully on science. He's, he's actually done okay. He's okay on climate change. Ron DeSantis don't is tell secretly him. okay on climate change. Don't tell any voters. Don't tell anyone. Talk about that. You can't, can't talk about any of the good things that you do in a Republican primary. It's kind of, it's one of the problems. My DeSantis thing is, um, I, his, all of these people that were so adamant to support Ron DeSantis at the beginning because he was the cost-free way off of Trump, right? Like we, uh, uh, they all turned out to be exactly who we thought they were. Like they are not even, they've all abandoned ship, right? Like the National Review, Ron DeSantis has no endorsements, and it's just him and Chip Roy and Thomas Massey, who's like a libertarian weirdo. Like, that's it. That's all that's left on Have the DeSantis Have you seen Thomas plane. Massey on TV? It's a strange fella. Strange does, dude. He yeah. had one of the smartest quotes of all time about the Republican Party. Do you know the Thomas Massey quote? No. So good. Yeah. yeah. Thomas Massey was like, he's this libertarian Ron Paul type. And he was like, before Trump, I always thought that Republican voters wanted the most conservative, most anti-government candidate in the race. What I realized after 2016 is that they were looking for the craziest son of a bitch in the race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of astute for a Republican congressman. Anyway, but th they've all jumped ship. To see, like, so I don't, I don't know why. I guess my, what I'm saying is I don't know why I have to spend time on Ron DeSantis. Even his supporters have given up on him.